0: And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. We're having a heat wave. A tropical heat wave. Well, they are in Sicily anyway. They recorded a temperature of 119.85 degrees Fahrenheit. That is a little hot. (laughs) If verified by the World Meteorological Organization, and who doesn't love the World Meteorological Organization, it would be the highest temperature recorded in Europe ever. North Africa and Europe, Sicily, Italy's you know, feeling the heat after it apparently recorded the highest temperature ever. Tunisia also set an all-time high. Both countries, along with Algeria, have been added to the list of Active wildfires joining Greece and Turkey. We've talked a little bit about those fires. Asia. Heavy rain flooding has forced thousands to evacuate in North Korea. It comes uh, China and India have floods that have triggered landslides. Here in the Americas, only 150 million people in the U.S. are under heat advisories or excessive heat warnings. So don't worry about it. It's only affecting the Pacific Northwest, the central U.S., And the East Coast, that's that's pretty much the entire country, and parts of South America are under a dry spell. In other news, tomorrow, if you're listening live, today is the 12th of August 2021, is Friday the 13th. I'm just saying. Welcome, welcome to Chewing the Fat. I'm not going to be able to get that song out of my head. (laughs) Having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. Yeah. So the big news is that Google is slashing pay for work from home employees by up to 25%. And why would that company be doing that? Well, they've rolled out their pay calculator explaining the work-from-home salary cuts. That's right. Remember, we're in this pandemic, and we're being forced to work from home. Well, now, if you're not going to be coming into the offices, either in Manhattan or Connecticut, we have our pay calculator worked out. And if you're going to work from home, yeah, you're not going to be paid as much. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Salaries are going to be slashed. 15%, fifteen percent, maybe more. If you live within New York's five boroughs and choose to work from home permanently, yeah, you're getting that cut. Sorry. <laughs> no, if you're not coming into these cities, you're not getting the extra pay. And we also know that people are getting cuts if they work if they had worked in Seattle, Boston, San Francisco. We've had a ton of businesses in the past year report that they were giving people pay cuts from working at home the VMware employees are taking uh, you know they if they became permanent remote workers yeah you're getting a pay cut sorry that's the way it goes Facebook Twitter they both said yeah if you're not coming into the office if you're going to work from home we're going to get you that pay cut no problem Wait, what if I just say, why don't I work from home until this pandemic is over? Well, that's fine, but we'll decide when the pandemic is over. And when we say it's over, you're going to be coming into the office. Or we're going to take money away from you. Okay? Now, I get it. It costs more to travel back and forth and to live in these areas. No question about it. Uh, I mean, we've had reports of people who want to get the, you know... Silicon Valley pay but live in Texas or Florida or they want to live get New York pay and live in Texas or Florida which you know is understandable because you can live a lot better in Texas and Florida on the money you make if you're making New York or Silicon Valley money and they're realizing hmm, maybe people won't come back they will just want to stay at their house and they'll just live in texas or florida and they won't want to come back to our hubs duh no kidding you're the one that forced everybody to work from home well i mean the pandemic did and now you're saying "Eh, sorry i mean you can still do your job and you can relocate if you want to but we're not going to pay you the same money that you were making. Sure, you're being as productive or more from home. <laughs> uh, sure, you're probably working more hours because you're at home, but you're not going to be paid as much because we don't see the value in it. Oh, okay. Great. We are in such a great place. I mean, I was reading where American Express, American Express, they only made, I think, I don't know, $2.3 billion, give or take a dollar or two profit last quarter. <laughs> That's it, though. So apparently they invited uh, the great-grandson of the Nation of Islam's founder uh, in to have a little talk with their employees, and they wanted to make sure that these employees knew that, hey, capitalism is evil, okay? <laughs> and so are white people okay we're here to deconstruct racial and sexual identities oh uh, okay yeah uh we want you to rank yourselves on the hierarchy of privilege wow really yeah uh, we need to make sure that uh we need to make sure that we you know make sure individuals, know the whole racial, gender, and sexual identities that determine whether he or she is an oppressor or the oppressed. So what were you teaching us? Well, we're going to have you change your behavior in the office based on your relative position on the hierarchy. So we're going to provide you a blue flow chart with specific rules for interacting with black, female, and LGBT employees. They don't go on with the LGBTQIA+, but LGBTQ employees. If members of the subordinate group are present, workers should practice intersectional allyship and defer to them before speaking. So if if uh if members of a subordinate group are present, shut up. In another handout, the instructions for white employees are even more explicit. Uh, identity, identify the privileges of advantages you have. Don't speak over members of the black and African American community. It's not about your intent. It's about the impact. You have on your colleague. Oh, really? Yeah. So (laughs) get used to it, okay? Now, let me tell you another thing. All right, we're going to have some few more rules interacting with the black, female, and LGBTQ employees. All right? All right. We're going to make sure that you don't speak over them. All right. And that's just the way it is. And if you don't like it, tough. We are all human beings. And everyone can succeed in this society if they work hard enough. (laughs) Yeah, these are common phrases and they are race-based regulation. Really? Yeah. You white employees that say, I don't see color. Wow. You are so racist. It is unbelievable. That's what Kahil Muhammad, the great-grandson of the Nation of Islam founder Elijah Muhammad, uh, said in his lecture. He argued the system of capitalism was founded on racism and that racist logics and forms of domination have shaped Western society from the Industrial Revolution to the present. He encouraged the executives to begin the deep redistributive and reparative work and to lobby the government for the kinds of social policies that reflect your values. He also argued that the company should reduce standards for black customers and sacrifice profits in the interest of race-based reparations. If American Express cares about racial justice in the world, it can't simply say the market's going to define how we price certain customers. Ha! Huh. Ha! Huh. These customers who happen to come from low-income communities, if you want to do good, then you're going to have to set up products and lines that don't maximize profit. Wait, that's what we're in business for. No, that's too white. You, <laughs> That is way to white now apparently the employees were encouraged and I have not listened to this and I man do I want to listen to this and I will and we'll talk about it but he encouraged employees to listen to Beyond Prisons podcast which advocates for prison abolition a movement committed uh to eliminating imprisonment policing and surveillance altogether Workers are also directed toward a series of articles that promises to force white people to see and understand how white supremacy permeates their lives. Demonstrate that white children become racist before they can speak and persuade employees that Congress should pass legislation for race based reparations. (laughs) Oh man, that is so good. Now, American Express announced last year that they were going to increase diversity, invest in more minority owned businesses, and donate to nonprofits that promote social justice. Whether the company will forego profits or abandon their capitalistic ways as it encourages its employees to do so remains to be unseen. I I'm telling you, we are in a we are in a great place. We really are. And I talked about it. if you want to You want to be in a good business, start your critical race theory classes and just go to companies and teach them how bad white people are. You're going to make some money. And I mean, this guy, holy cow, Kahil Muhammad, he's got to be making a fortune going from company to company. Just a fortune. Wow. Just amazing. Well, that means I've got a lot of new podcasts to listen to. And it's a good thing that I've got my new work earbuds from Raycon. And, you know, we talked about people working from home because they're not going into the office. Well, uh, working looks different for everybody. Uh, No question. Uh, for everyone these days, everything is changing, including what you listen to and how you listen to it, which is why you need the Raycon earbuds. So whether you're out and about in a home office or you're working alone, I can't think of a better way to work on what you love most with the premium audio from Raycon. If you need a pair of wireless earbuds to take you from conference calls to solo work, to zoom meetings, or just to listen to your favorite podcast, Raycon's E85 work earbuds are a game changer. I love them. I just got them the other day. I've been listening, using them. They are awesome. And they're so comfortable in my ears and they're, heavy-duty, they've got uh, a 32-hour battery life, plus their soft velvet finish and memory foam ear tips, so you'll wear them in your off hours, too. I mean, you put them in, and you almost forget they're there, so you just leave them in. You just leave them in, whether you're listening to something or not. You just leave them in. That way, if people see them, they'll think you're listening to something, and they'll leave you alone. And if they ask you if you're listening to something, of course, you have to say, hey, I'm listening to Chewing the Fat podcast. Duh. They've got a six-microphone system that cuts down on the environmental noise and ensures your voice is going to be crystal clear on calls as well. Raycon E85s are perfect for either work or play. And right now you can go to buyraycon.com slash Jeffywork. Buyraycon.com slash JeffyWork. It's going to get you 15% off your Raycon order. Raycon.com/JeffyWork. Buy Raycon.com slash Jeffy Work. B-U-Y Raycon.com slash Jeffy Work. For 15% off Raycons today. Buy Raycon.com slash Jeffy Work. Hey, remember the mom from Las Vegas who claimed that she was facing eviction and she had all kinds of donors and they gave her over 200,000 I gave her over $200,000 as a GoFundMe page. And, you know, the story generated all kinds of interest. It was, you know, video footage of her and the girls inside her home. And the network founder, CNN did a story on her. And they found her online fundraiser. And, they wanted to seek $1,900 to pay back rent. And she said, my name is Kelly and I have three daughters. I'm here in Nevada and we're maintaining, uh, just before this pandemic hit. And now we're suffering. Please help, uh, with anything you can, anything will, will help. And the three girls that she showed in the video, uh, were, you know, not hers. <laughs> she was just the babysitter. That is awesome. Good job, CNN. Good job. I mean, I guess it was nice of everyone to help her out. And sure, I mean, you feel good about yourself if you gave her some money. But just know that uh, she wasn't the mom. She was just the babysitter. And so, you know, don't worry about it. It's just uh, the mom was like, hey, um... Those were, those are my kids. She's just the babysitter. So she was just watching the kids, which apparently she does often. And in the story, it talks about how she's dating the kids' fathers. Now, CNN kind of tried to cover their butt a little bit. They gave her another interview where she copped on the interview saying that she wasn't their mother. And of course, you know, they did a little interview alongside Missouri Representative Cori Bush and they said that uh, that she deserved to have Congress working for her and that her story is, you know, she was saying that I just can't believe my story reached you. And this is just amazing. But the $212,000 raised on GoFundMe now is on hold. Really? Yeah. The uh, GoFundMe network said, we're going to find out if the information is verified and uh, no amount had been withdrawn. So she didn't. You know, withdraw any of the money. So I don't know if they're going to give it to the mom or if she gets some of it or she gives it to the kids or she gives it to the dad or GoFundMe just refunds the money to all the people that gave her the money because it was given under false pretenses. But either way, uh, thank you. Thank you for helping this lady because I know you wanted to feel good and make sure that she wasn't evicted and the kids had food to eat. It just that, you know, it wasn't her apartment and it wasn't her kids well I guess it was her apartment it just wasn't her kids and she had talked the kids into calling her mom for the first interview that's it though that's it though so thank you thank you alright let's go to the break room I need something cold to drink desperately huh <laughs> All right, I talked uh, yesterday or a couple days ago about the new Samsung uh, foldable phones coming out, and they were uh, released yesterday. The new uh, Galaxy Z Fold 3, which folds out like a book into a 7.6-inch tablet. I think I want one of those bad boys. And the Galaxy Z Flip 3, which is uh, looks like the you know little flip phones that we had in the early 2000s, which I liked. I like those a lot. I still have a couple in a drawer somewhere around here. So the higher end Z Fold 3 that uh, the tablet costs about 1800 bucks, uh, A little steep. And while the uh, Z Flip 3 costs about 1000 which puts it, you know, in the regular range of the smartphones that they have and the, the price bracket of the iPhones and the and the other, and the other smartphones, but we'll see. They say that both phones are water resistant, sturdier and have updated software. So, okay. Let's convince us. Let's convince us that the foldable phones are worth it. Cause I would like to have the tablet size one. And I would like to have that like right now. Uh, and you know, a tablet size phone like that, that would be really cool. I want one a uh, bad. I mean, I had one of their tablets at one time, but it wasn't a phone. It was just a, it was just an Android tablet, which I liked. I liked it a lot, but it uh, wasn't a phone. So, if I can have the foldable tablet and it be a phone, I like it. I like it a lot. And they have, of course, the Samsung Galaxy watches. Uh, you know, your heart rate, blood oxygen, electrocardiogram, and sleep tracking, which is so important. I, I now, there's nothing I want to know more than my electrical bioimpedance and uh, my body, full body analysis, the BMI, the muscle mass, the hydration. I want to know those at every second of every day. I want to know my blood oxygen level. I want the electrodiaphragm and the sleep tracking, the electro... Well, it's not diaphragm. It's the electrocardiogram. (laughs) What? It doesn't have the electrodiaphragm? No. Okay. Sorry. No, it doesn't. What kind of piece of trash is this watch? It doesn't have an electrodiaphragm. But, uh, you know, there's nothing more than I want that. I want that tracked at all times. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, they have the watches. I really do want the foldable phone though. I don't know that I, I don't care about the little flip phones because we all had the flip phones in the, you know, in the early days of cell phones and those days are over now. Okay. Flip phones are over, but I like the foldable tablet size phones. I could do that. I like that a lot. Anyway, did you see where Nicole Kidman, they're trying to, you know, they're promoting her new show. Um, nine perfect strangers which is an adaptation of a 2018 novel by the uh land who wrote big little lies so i mean it might be really good but the story behind her promoting her new show is that she stayed in character all the time it was essential to making her portrayal of masha feel entirely authentic Admitting that the method acting was the only way she could actually relate to people. So for five months, five months, she only answered to the name that she was in the show. And if you called her anything else, she would ignore you. That was it. Oh, okay. I guess that's how you do it. I mean, Nicole is, you know, that's why she gets the big bucks, right? And also is what makes a lot of actors and actresses just want to go away after a few years. We've talked about that before, too. You get into these characters, and that's why I don't want to be a huge actor like that. (laughs) Uh, Nothing could be further from the truth. But this is why they start freaking out, because they can't get out of their characters. right? Brando talked about that. Brando talked about how he had to just stop, because at some point you don't know who you are. You just, you know, you're into this character so much and then you can't get back to who you are. Or do you don't even know who you are anymore. That's why you make the big bucks, okay? That's why you make the big bucks. Anyway, she's got the new show coming out, Nine Perfect Strangers. Big Little Lies was great. I don't know if you had an opportunity to see that on HBO Max, I think. But it was really good. Uh, well worth the watch. And she talked about uh, how she... The struggle she had with her character in The Undoing. Which was really good. Although, let me restate again. That The Undoing, while good, and I enjoyed it. The end was agonizing. Agonizing, Nicole. If you had anything to do with the end of The Undoing, you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, that's right. You should be ashamed of yourself. Because the ending sucked. I can give you... Three different ways to end that show that would be better than the way you ended it. So if you watch The Undoing or you haven't watched The Undoing just know I mean you can watch it and it's well worth the watch well worth the watch. A lot of fun it's got Hugh Grant in it and uh, what's his face Donald Sutherland and who is great in it. I mean it's really fun. It's a fun watch. However I just want to say again that the ending was agonizing And maybe she just wanted it over with. She said that uh, the undoing was uh, really took a toll on her mental and physical health. She said that, I went down for a week because your immune system doesn't know the difference between acting and truth when you're doing them. Oh, okay. So, again, she was into the character and she, she went down for the count. So, when it got close to the end, she was like, we just need to get this thing over with. Right. She also talked about how this particular series or movie uh, took her toll on her because she couldn't have her kids with her. She usually brings her kids with her. And I bet you that's fun. I bet you the other actors and actresses love having Nicole's kids running around. So, But because of the pandemic uh, and uh, the new rules, she couldn't bring her kids along. So she just missed her kids. And so what a shame that they weren't on the set. <laughs> I get it. Don't look at me like that. I understand, but it's just kind of agonizing. In fact, that's my word for Nicole—is agonizing because I always I like a lot of her work, but she is just not quite unagonizing. You can quote me on that. Nicole Kidman is not unagonizing. <laughs> So I'm reading this story about this guy, Matt Goldsmith, in Worthing, UK. He's a metal detectorist. I guess that's what you call them. He has a metal detector, and he goes around finding stuff. And I guess this guy believes that he's a big hero because he found his jewelry in, like, five minutes, which was great, right? And he's a member of the Sussex Metal Detecting Club and my favorite, Peaky Finders Group... (laughs) <laughs> okay so uh, I've been mean, Peaky blinders by the way awesome show if you haven't caught it on Netflix uh, you may want to uh, you may want to catch it it's kind of big guy though so just remember that so anyway uh, Matt, in this group uh, where two other men asked for help finding jewelry they had lost at a nearby beach and so this guy lost two rings he lost his wedding ring and another ring that uh, was made in memory of his late mother while he was kayaking the boat tipped over and he said he watched the rings fall to the bottom and he knew just about kind of where they might be so he said you're not going to find them but you know if you want to help me great so they went out there and about five minutes later, you know, within a five or 10 feet area of where he thought they might be, he found them with his metal detector. And now he's Mr. Search for, you know, he's lost treasure. And he's saying that, uh, Hey, if you have anything to find, you know, you can get a hold of me and I'll bring out my metal detector and I'll be a superhero for you too. And it's just such a nice, gracious people and try to just go out of our way to help people and, we really appreciate well, it. got me thinking, you know, okay, so this guy's a, you know, superhero. And it's a cute little heartwarming story with his metal detector that he, you know, found the rings. And I don't know if he's, doesn't say about any other treasures that he's found. I remember my dad, when he, I don't know, the first, I don't know, the first year or so that he finally moved to Florida Uh, not far from where we lived in Florida, and he got a metal detector and he would go out to the beach and he'd be out there and he'd practice in his backyard, you know, making sure he understood all the beeps and what was happening. He had this, you know, (laughs) million-dollar metal detector. But I was thinking, you know, Amber, my wife, has been after me to interview this treasure hunter guy on YouTube, this Jake. His YouTube channel is Dalmed. D-A-L-L-M-Y-D. And he's really, really, really cool. And he scuba dives and he finds all kinds of treasures underwater. He's got 12.3 million subscribers. And he just passed 1.5 billion views on his YouTube channel. So it's slightly more than my Chewing the Fat YouTube channel. But he's, it's really cool. And he him. My wife's been after me to interview him forever. And the guy has found all kinds of really cool stuff. And you can watch the videos of him finding this stuff. And there's one picture here of him uh, finding uh, 28 iPhones, 24 rings, 18 Apple Watches, 7 guns, 2 GoPros, all underwater um, at this place in Georgia. And I was thinking, that's a tad bit more than Mr. Metal Detector found for these people. But it was worth the study. So, you know, treasure hunters are superheroes, aren't they? Treasure hunters are today's superheroes. And so you too can be a superhero if you just find lost treasure. Like the people in Peaky Finders Group and Dalmat on YouTube. Speaking of hunters... Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Yes, Joe Biden's a special Hunter. Joe Biden's not Bo, that's for sure. So, new information has come out about another laptop from Hunter Biden, who that Hunter Biden claims was stolen by Russian drug dealers in a Vegas hotel room back in 2018. <laughs> this guy, man, this guy is, he's living the life. He's living the life, isn't he? So according to a video obtained by DailyMail.com shows Hunter with a naked hooker in 2019 after filming a sex tape and explaining how he believed his laptop was stolen. He left the camera rolling as he recounted a Las Vegas bender in which he spent 18 days going round from penthouse suite to penthouse suite spending all kinds of money until the card was cut off. The incident uh, would mean Hunter lost a total of three computers, all with just, you know, information about the president and, yeah you know, all that kind of stuff. Don't worry about it. So it, uh, it also has, I don't know that it's embarrassing pictures. I mean, he certainly isn't embarrassed about it. He loves making his sex tapes, getting high and making his sex tapes. So it, he even said, they have videos of me doing this. Uh, they have videos of me doing crazy effing sex effing, you know. he believes uh, you know it's possible that uh, I was targeted as a vulnerable conduit to Joe Biden you think (laughs) maybe Uh, maybe so amazing that he talked about passing out He, he never passed out but he passed out in this room and when he finally came to they were cleaning the room and kicked everybody out they had a big party there and He was uh, saying that uh, that's when everything was gone. He figures that's when they took everything. Oh, okay. Uh, He said they had cleaned the entire place. They were getting ready to leave, and I woke up, and there was this Russian 35-year-old, really nice, pure brunette. What is that? Oh, thanks. Thanks, uh, Hunter. We appreciate your little update on the pure brunette. She refused to leave, and they wouldn't call an ambulance, and they didn't know whether I was dead or not at first. So and that, after that, I realized, oh, man, my computer is missing. Wow, man, they stole my computer. Shoot, man, the dealer and his two guys. I took them everywhere, effing everywhere, crazy out of his mind stuff, with the other word for stuff. And, I, you know, just effing crazy things. <laughs> the prostitute asked Hunter if he's worried that the Russian thieves would try to blackmail him and he said yeah uh, my dad is running for president uh, I talk about it all the time if they do he also knows I make a gazillion dollars so you know I got all these videos and they could do it I'm worried he gets the money up front maybe he doesn't do a million dollars maybe he does it three <sighs> And you know, maybe nobody wants to see me naked. <laughs> then the prostitute says, well, I think you should just release your own video. Hey, there's a good idea. And then, uh, she kneels down on the bed. It's just incredible, man. This guy is such a struggling, struggling through his life. And you know what? I really do. I think I, I, I think I feel sorry for him. I think I do because he really is not Bo. Um, And his sister is the same way. And now dad is wandering through the, you know, the front lawn of the white house, not knowing what's going on. Somebody better be with him at all times. You never know what he's going to say that he doesn't realize he's saying. And now you've got Hunter who, you know, is pictured not long ago out uh, with the family uh, you know, carrying the kid on the shoulders, looked like he's been eating well, doing his artwork. Uh, you know, the wife is with him and they're just out being a family. And uh, you realize, oh, okay, well, isn't that special? You're just a special family guy. And maybe he's changed his ways now. You know, it's only been a year, year and a half since he's been this guy. So sure he's fully detoxed. And that's what the art's for. He said that the art is... Is to help him get through his struggles. So there's no way he relapses. Well, he did not long ago with his partying when he went and rented the house for a month away from the wife and the baby. Um, There was that time that he relapsed. But he's not going to relapse again. He's not going to relapse again. And this is an old story. I mean, this is a story from, you know, a stolen laptop from the Russians. So I don't know if this discredits the other laptops, and this is just a way to say he loses laptops all the time, and they were stolen. So, since this was stolen, the Russians made the other laptops not count. I don't know what what they're trying to do with this whole laptop thing, but this guy is incredible, and man, what a what a life, what a life. Let's just. Tour Vegas on a card that somebody's going to pay for. Some, some Russian businessman, oligarch, or Chinese business is going to pay the bill, and I'm just going to just going to go around from penthouse to penthouse in Vegas and spend a bunch of money on the credit card and get some drugs and get some hookers and have a little bit of fun. Yeah, that almost sounds good. At Evernorth Health Services. What's going on now? Now we're getting snake stories on top of snake stories, and everywhere I turn, I'm seeing snake stories. So we have the missing cobra in the DFW area, the African banded cobra. Still missing. Nobody knows where he is. I mean, obviously he could be dead, and I know the owner thinks that he is, but you don't know that. We're going to hear of some little kid getting bitten by the African banded cobra soon. I mean, I hope that doesn't happen, but wouldn't surprise me. Now we have a story out of New Jersey. A guy was bitten by a copperhead snake out on a hike. He was out hiking. I didn't see the snake and then I got bit. I didn't know what it was so I took a picture of it and then I went to the hospital. Took him three days. Three days to recover. Just getting bit by this copperhead and there. Normally you don't see him up in New Jersey so I guess the copperhead decided to take a little summer vacation. And go up into New Jersey and then decide, you know what? I don't like the people up here. I'm going to bite some people. Oh, okay. No problem. And thankfully, he did take a picture of the snake. So when he went to the hospital, they were like, oh, oh, okay. No problem. We have the story of the guy that got bitten by the python that slithered into the toilet. Because the guy that owned him let him escape. And he slithered through the the bathroom pipes into the neighbor's toilet. Now I'll grant you that I think, if I remember right, that was in India, so perhaps the plumbing facilities weren't as good as what we have in the U.S., but I don't know that. I don't know. And now we are getting word that Florida is now seeing the penis snake everywhere, and they don't know what to do with it, because it's usually not supposed to be in Florida. Uh, they're usually down a little bit farther South, you know, like in the jungles of South America and Asia. And, uh, they're usually in Venezuela or Colombia. So we don't know why they're in Florida or how they got here. I mean, we have a pretty good idea, but, uh, they found one not long ago, a couple of years ago, and it was just a two foot long penis snake and it, you know, died, just starved itself. Now they've found some more. And they normally grow to be about five feet long. But they're saying now, well, we really don't know that much about them. We don't know, you know, that they're dangerous. They don't appear to be dangerous, but we don't know that much about them. They don't pose a threat to humans that we know of. Well, well, yeah, they could, though. I mean, it could be the invasion of the penis snake. So that's a definitely could be a movie. (laughs) <laughs> would you see Invasion of the Penis Snake? Maybe you would. You know, I saw a, a place called uh, Nestflix. I, I guess it's real. It's a platform for your favorite nested films and shows. It's all fictional movies within movies. So it says on their site, got it? Fake shows within shows. And they have 400 stories within stories. So it's called Nestflix. You can check it out and see. I don't know that Nestflix would have the invasion of the penis snakes, but it could happen. It could happen, and I don't like it. I am not a big fan of snakes. You know, when I first moved to Florida, Florida has these black snakes. That uh, and they they're they're fine. They're they're you're not supposed to kill them. They're indigenous to Florida. They eat bugs and they and they're good. They're good snakes to have around. But I didn't know that when I first moved to Florida. And when I was living in a house uh, that had a pool, and we were out back, I was out back with a friend of mine. We were drinking and smoking and swimming, and all of a sudden, this big long black snake comes out of nowhere and slithers along the side of the the back Florida room and then along the side behind the pool filter. And I mean, we, I was jumped out of my seat and I hunted it down. And of course I didn't kill it with a giant kitchen knife because that's illegal, which I found out later was illegal to kill those snakes. So of course I absolutely did not do that, but I don't like snakes. That's all I'm saying. I don't like snakes. So just, I if we can do something about the invasion of any snake, let alone the penis snake from Florida, we need to do that. You know, the other day we were speaking about uh, dirt bags and now I see that one of the dirt bags that we mentioned, Prince Andrew is uh, back in the news. We mentioned him the other day with the uh, Jeffrey Epstein case and he's being charged here in the U S and so, from his uh, you know, long-time accuser, is now you know filing in Manhattan federal court. Now, it's also, let's be honest, as long as he doesn't come to the U.S. again, nothing's going to happen, right? It's just uh, going through the motions with filing this. But, I know the story now is that Prince Charles, well, soon to be king, which is, you know, he's 72 years old. He's never going to be king, alright? But, Unless mom drops over, which uh, doesn't look like it's going to happen, mom is still pretty strong. Anyway, uh, which I'm surprised he hasn't taken her. And never mind, we I don't need to get into that. But apparently uh, now Prince Charles is saying, yeah, that uh, that whole Prince Prince Andrew thing. He's my brother, and I love him, and yeah, I mean, I got sympathy for him. But that's just an unsolvable problem. <laughs> so just go away, because he's been trying. Prince Andrew's been trying to get back into public life because i'm sure he's trying to you know wash himself clean a little bit from all the accusations yeah not gonna happen uh charles and mom are like listen uh just you're gonna just be uh out of the limelight okay you're not gonna get back into public life it's not gonna happen have a nice day now they sent the summons to his royal lodge the grade two listed house in Windsor that he shares with his ex-wife, Sarah Ferguson, which, uh, you know, good for him. You know, there's nothing like living with your ex-wife. I'm sure it's not, (laughs) uh, you know, the grade two Windsor house isn't uh, the size of a double wide trailer. So I don't know if they run into each other every day, but Andrew is right now in, uh, Balmoral, the Scottish estate with the queen. And the ex. So, okay. Let's have a little bit of fun. But you're not getting back into public life. And don't come to the U.S. Because they will arrest your ass. So, Prince Charles is like, look, bro. uh, I got enough problems. I got mom refusing to let go of the crown. I'm never going to be king. I got my son pushing me from behind saying, how you feeling, dad? Because, uh, you know, once you're over, I'm the king. Okay. And then I got that new show, The Prince giving us all a hard time. And if you haven't seen that show, you have got to watch the Prince, man. It is hilarious. Hilarious. I keep mentioning it because I was watching (laughs) some of the clips on Instagram from the Prince last night. And it's really funny. It makes me want to watch it again because uh, there's some stuff I had to have missed. It's really fun. Anyway, Gary Gennetti on Instagram, you can follow him. He's been posting some of the clips. It's his show, and he's in it, and it's really, really funny. Well, I'm sure that's why the queen is out there with Prince Andrew saying, dude, uh, you're going away. Well, I don't want to see you. I don't want the press. I want you somewhere where we're not getting pictures of you walking in your underwear, nothing. You've already done, uh, you've already had reputational damage to the institution, Uh, So, and we've got Harry and Meghan to worry about. You need to just go away. I see where Southwest Airlines wants to take back its projection that it'll turn a profit this quarter as they're blaming the Delta variant uh, as dampening their demand for air travel. Yeah, I don't know that it was the Delta variant, and I don't even know that it was Delta Airlines that is dampening the demand for air travel. We just looked the other day. The numbers aren't that bad, but they're not as good as they were pre-pandemic levels. And if you keep delaying flights and moving flights and stuffing people two and three to a mule on your airplanes, uh, perhaps, perhaps your projection for turning a profit will be good and not negative. Just saying. Uh, Perhaps I know that you think, Telling your employees they don't have to be vaccinated and some of you have to be vaccinated and some of you don't have to wear masks. But if you're on the airplane, you've got to wear masks and we're not going to give you any food and we're not going to give you anything. And we're going to keep you in delayed lines at the airport and we want you to act like good little boys and girls when you're getting on the plane. We don't want any trouble. And if we get any trouble, we're throwing your ass in jail. Maybe maybe some of that has a little bit of an issue. (laughs) Just a thought. You know, maybe it's just me. I, You know, I could be wrong. I mean, we know that uh, nine, according to the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association, and I love the IHRS, the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association, 9,000 health clubs in the U.S., 22% closed since the pandemic. Oh, wow. That is incredible. That's a lot of businesses out of business. I mean, that's good for my son at Better You Performance. You can follow him on Twitter, uh, or you can uh, you know go to I think it's sweatsessions.com, sweat-sessions.com, but you can follow Elvis Fisher Better You Performance and uh, get the links there at the at the things. So it was good for him. Uh, things are going great. But if you were, you know, had a health club, and you were part of the International Health Racket and Sports Club Association. Not too good. I don't think Elvis is a part of the IHRS. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. All right, I'm out. Make sure you can e- you email me at com. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio, And we will, if you're listening live on the 12th of August, 2021, tomorrow is Friday the 13th. So we'll have some fun on that show. It's definitely Fat Pile, Friday the 13th. So see you then. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.